Hi guys, welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto's fortnightly crypto catch-up. Today I'm joined by Gian from Swiftex. Gian, welcome to the podcast, mate. It's not your first time on, but um, look, mate, it's great to have you back on. Uh, yeah, it's been a few times now, so I always appreciate the chance to uh, get on here and have a chat with you guys. So thanks for having me. No, no worries, mate. No worries. Mate, today we're going to cover a few things, actually. We're going to give some high-level thoughts on the market, what's kind of going on, what's running. There's a lot of nodding happening, I think, for the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know, we'll cover what we're going to see in the markets we cover a few news items as well. The currency market declines. Some news on what's crazy stuff happening, happening in, there in TradFi and, and the bond markets. We're also going to cover the AUD stablecoin, central back digital currency, and some very close to the heart gaming information from yourself, Jan. So. Yeah. Matt, keen to, keen to jump into this. Well, what have we seen in the market the last couple of weeks? Nothing much has been happening to my mind. I've seen Bitcoin and ETH kind of ranging between, <laughs> I've seen this, this channel, this range between kind of 20 grand and just over 18 for Bitcoin and ETH kind of going. I've got 30 and 90 to 12, 20 for ETH, like a 10% range has just been going for mm. weeks and weeks and weeks. And I don't know. The spot traders are probably not loving it because, you know, not a lot's happening. They're kind of, kind of checked out at the moment. What are you seeing yourself in the markets at the moment? Yeah, that 19K US support for Bitcoin just seems to be holding every time, right? Like as it dips down, it's been good to trade, to be honest. Like me personally, I've yeah. been, I've been jumping on it. You just have that confidence knowing that as soon as it does get down there, we're probably going to see a little bit of relief. And that's in spite of equity markets, you know, trending quite significantly down. So are we seeing that, you know, that DPEG potentially come into play here? And it's an interesting one. There, and there's also... There you mentioned the DPEG. Yeah. <laughs> the markets, be, um, be killed. Yeah. Bitcoin's also approaching a long-term downtrend as well that was set from like the all-time high in November. So we're approaching that. Um, we'll probably see it over the course of this week. So it might even happen by the time you're listening to this. But yeah, a few exciting things to that are coming up over the next week. And we're due some volatility, right? It feels yeah. like we're just kind of stuck in this room. Yeah. So up or down, I'm just keen to, to see something. That's right. That's right. I've seen uh, MicroStrategy actually announced they were, yeah. were going to buy some more Bitcoin despite Sailor stepping down. I thought Sailor did come out and said that he bought some. I saw it on his Twitter a couple yeah, of days ago. Right. That he, that's right. Yeah. So usually... <laughs> Usually I use sailors buy prices as an indicator to sell. Yeah, I know <laughs> the last few times he's bought that. Last just few times going he's down. bought, it's been like, a, there's been a dip almost immediately after. Yeah. But um, this time we've seen, you know, just today, we've seen a bit of a rally again from kind of that, yeah, 19 grand up to like 19.7 or something like that today. So he's got one. He's got one in the bag, old sailor. So no, it's good. <laughs> for the moment, for the yeah, moment. It's yeah, that's right. It's all short-term stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing to note is XRP, met. XRP has been on a bit of a run. Yeah. I was trying to figure out why and, and, you know, we talked about this kind of setting up for the podcast here. Not a whole lot. New news. I guess some of the speculation, again, just around the SEC. That, um, okay, it's the same old story. Exchange. It feels like Groundhog Day a little it does, bit. It does. But, but again, <laughs> You know, we have seen XRP go against the market and it's up 40% more or less in the last kind of 30 days. So that's, you know, very heavily going against what's happening in the market, right? So absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, it's this whole question about XRP, whether it's going to be declassed as a security or not. So this is really just, I think it's just speculation again from people saying that I think the judge now has all the information that, that they need, or at yeah. least the two parties are pushing for the judge to make a decision, right, is what I was yeah. reading. So They're getting closer to that, yeah. that decision date. I think what we absolutely are sure of, when a decision is made, there is going to be a move yeah, one way or bad. So that's going to be, you know, it'll be the making or breaking, in my opinion, of the project and what it absolutely. actually does next, you know. And I think just driving that speculation as well, Ripple had announced a climate pledge, which, you know, everyone's planning into this kind of green investments social, and everything else. economics. So, and yeah, stuff, exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of companies kind of, I guess, leaning into that type of a strategy for their business as well. So yeah, it makes absolute sense. Had any, any other kind of 
trends that you're seeing playing out that you like to mention or you know it's good to get fresh um, perspective on here yeah. outside of myself and Pav yeah probably just yeah probably just one other one is just yeah I mean everyone kind of knows this but the continued kind of strength of the US dollar right that just seems to be the key kind of risk off factor at the moment and I'm just looking for that to change essentially before you know we probably see equities bounce back and the crypto market kind of go on a little bit of a run but there is no kind of news now until CPI next week. Well, there is unemployment data released this Friday, sorry, but I think that's probably going to come in, in line with what the expectations are. So CPI next Thursday, the 13th of October is going to be probably the next big kind of market moving news. Yep. And then the next Fed interest rate decision is on the start of November, November 1 and 2. So yep. we've got a bit of kind of room here now to potentially go on a little bit of a rally, which is kind of what my thoughts are, I suppose, speculating yep. on what the future might hold here, but followed by more, probably more pain and misery, but at least a little short-term kind of pump up what are your thoughts yeah pretty much the same i mean watching that us dollar you know we're so heavily correlated to the us dollar price mm -hmm. being in crypto anyway us dollar just gaining strength and strength fundamentals on our top crypto assets are never never really changing right we've the picture is kind of is painted mm -hmm. so it's really just that strengthening us dollar that's actually affecting in my opinion it's a lot of that strengthening of the us dollar is affecting some of the prices across um, assets like risk on assets like Bitcoin as well. So yeah. now, I'm pretty comfortable with where we sit in the market at the moment, considering like, as you mentioned, what we've seen in equities, it's been, you know, I don't like using extreme words like that, but it has been devastation oh, across a lot of assets. Absolutely. Some of the charts that you see on equities that 12 months ago, not even, would have been deemed as strong fundamental businesses mm -hmm. to invest in are looking like DGen shitcoin chat. <laughs> yeah, like realistically, yeah. Sure. So, so you know, just looking at that, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hectic. You know, Matt, we're a crypto podcast, but yeah, we yeah. do have to cover some of the traditional finance Absolutely. stuff. And uh, Matt, well, I couldn't believe what was happening with the British pound last week and some of the news around bond markets. I mean, what's going on? I mean, I you're know. you're an ex-banker, right? So <laughs> there's no one better to get on here than yourself to go and cover this. So I'm expecting to sit back and relax no. here and get, get a bit of a dressing down. <laughs> I mean, you were just talking about, you know, it's like some proper strong fundamental companies looking like crypto charts. And the same could be said for the British pound last week. It was um, a massive crash. It took it down to the lows that we haven't seen since around 1885. So I think yeah, around $1.05 US dollars, the pound fell to. So um, the year 1885. Yeah, the year 1885. That was I was looking back on the charts. It's um, pre pretty drastic. So and that was sparked by the UK government plan to cut taxes, particularly those on high income earners, which was stated as a growth plan in a budget from their reserve bank. But as of this morning, there's been a bit of backlash in this, I think, from uh, senior lawmakers over there. That because of the high, like, because they're cutting high income market. Yeah, well, it's such a... cutting like, tax. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are you cutting you know, that portion of the yeah. economy that probably should be the ones able to handle that? So, sure. um, and yeah, obviously that that caused a massive sell-off in that currency. It's now been bought up. It's trading back at around $1.13. So I think that could be off the back of this announcement right. this morning that the BBC made that they are probably looking to do a bit of a U-turn on that. But the final announcement of that budget set for November 23rd. So we've got a bit of breathing room here now until we actually see what comes into fruition. But... That could definitely be a date that you might want to mark down on the calendar if you have exposure to British pound, that is. But it's it's always interesting to follow, you know, conventional markets as as you said, they do have kind of a correlation into the world of crypto as well. Separate to that, there was also some bond buybacks that the UK government brought into yeah, play. Can you explain that one a bit bit more to people that don't understand, like high level people don't understand about bonds and how they work? Yeah. So a bond is essentially a loan from an investor to a borrower, generally issued by a government, which they use to fund, you know, operations. So investors like want to invest in that particular economy and they, they see it as a relatively safe investment, right? You know, long term, usually long term. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere from like one to 30 years, really. 
So yeah, there's been a bit of instability in that market leading up to now. A lot of volatility, right? Because we're at such a low base rate for so long. Which is not common, obviously, in bond markets. Not, not common at all. And we've seen this massive kind of spike up in, in the last year alone. It was also found last week that British pension funds were actually shorting the bond market. So up to well, 7x leverage, they were shorting the British bond positions. And that's why the, the Bank of England had to come in and um, essentially inflate their own currency, start buying this currency back just to stem the, the increased prices that we we're seeing in yields. And Amazing. when that announcement did happen, it was pretty interesting. We actually saw a correlation in the equity market that had a nice little run up. So yeah, I think people are starting to sense that the bond market's getting out of control. It's got to come down at, at some point, And that's usually the first instance that sparks the fear of recession. Yeah, there's a lot of unsettling news happening at the moment. That, yeah, that could... glo- global recession is all you hear in the news these days. Um, yeah. Inflation rates, obviously, you talked about unemployment, housing and rental properties. It's yep. a big issue in, in, I know, in Brisbane, where we are, yeah. uh, but all around Australia as well, right? Like people are fear just... Fear of the bubble. The bubble's going to yeah, start Yeah, a lot of, lot of fear in those markets as well. It's actually something I think we should probably look to cover in a few weeks' time as well as like that housing market is Absolutely. one that people have so much interest in in, in this country. And yeah. I see in just today actually came out inflation rate in Turkey hit 83%, which is... You know, yeah. crazy. The Turks are actually, um, they're kind of known as being a high adopters or a lar- large adopters of digital assets as well. So, you know, one of the top countries in terms of buying buying pressure across Bitcoin, especially. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what that news does to the oh, price as well. All these non-major currencies are just getting hammered, right? Like I think Argentina as well, similar. I think oh, it's, I'm not sure if it was the same number, but a similar, very high number when it comes yeah, to Yeah, huge. Price. Yeah, it's in the hundreds in Argentina, it's, I believe. It's just, it's just crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Something's got to give at some point. We can't just keep heading this way. And that's why, yeah, I think even the UN, there was some other news about Credit Suisse witnessing a huge rise in credit default swaps as that's well right, yeah. overnight. So I think, yeah, there's just so many places hurting and so much so that the UN actually stepped in this morning and, and asked the Fed publicly to stop rising rates so quickly in fear of sparking a global recession. So it'll be interesting to see if that actually has any any effect on their decision. I doubt it will probably, you know, do too much. But and today's today's interest rate announcement from the RBA, it's gonna be interesting to see if that if there's any effect there. Like everyone's expecting 50 basis points is is priced in pretty much yeah. at this stage. Yeah. Uh, 0.75 would probably cause some panic some, in the market again or some volatility. Yeah. Um, or anything less than 50 is obviously, you know, bullish. Well, it's interesting to see if if we see any change any in, in what they what they do, considering yeah. this kind of new announcement this week. Yeah, generally, I, I feel like the, the Aussie market probably doesn't have too much effect on, on the rest of the world. We, we tend to follow suit. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if there is some kind of effect there. But yeah, I think... That's, that's why just having an economic calendar out, you know, if you are investing, I always like say it's the best thing to make sure you've got in your back pocket because you need to be aware of all these all these things happening because they, yeah, can, they so can move markets. Yeah, it's a good, that's a, and that's a great tip, mate, actually, for anyone anyone that, you know, you're, you're flying blind, essentially, if you don't know about these new announcements. They're usually priced in well in advance as well, you know, one way or another, they're usually priced in well in advance, so. Yep. Now, one of the other topics I wanted to cover was the Australian dollar stablecoin. Yeah. Proposed stablecoins. Central back this digital currency, CBDC, people probably heard the abbreviation a few times. So the RBA came out this way. I have them down here as the uh, reserved reserved bank of Australia. <laughs> um, just because, you know, trying to be funny bastard. But anyway, uh, what's happening? So essentially they announced that they'll be piloting a new CBDC in 2023. So they plan to kind of roll that out. Um just proposal at this stage, and they're looking for kind of innovative use cases by mid 2023 is what they're saying. So now I don't know. I don't know about this story. I don't know 
if it grabs me as much as it should. There's a lot of noise made, made about it in the media. Mm. Like for me, it's always about, you know, they're looking for innovative use cases. I'm like, I can't pick one right now yeah. that AUD, that we can't do with the AUD. So it's always about, you know, are they using blockchain to create a problem? Like, are they, mm. you know, are they creating a problem to push it to the blockchain? Or do we actually have a problem to solve here? I mean, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on the I mean, CBDC? I feel like it, it's just got to be the tech, right? They probably just want to create that situation for themselves where they, they're just getting used to using it and adopting it. I noticed in that article too that it said, you know, all the participants will need to be invited and approved. So yeah, like who are they going to roll this out to? Like what are their thoughts on actually yeah. what is the use case here? I feel like until we see that, it's kind of hard to kind of even know, right? Like what, what the line. benefit is going to be. Here. That's right. Yeah. There's a clear line between a use case from a retail perspective and yeah. a business or an institutional perspective. They're really black and white in terms of what that use case mm. can be. But like at a retail level is where I'm kind of my head going to immediately. It's like, I just don't see it right now. Now, mm. I could be proven wrong, obviously, and I'm sure there's, there's ways. Obviously, Aussies are very concerned about privacy aspects of it as well realistically you know what do you do with cash these days i always say to people that complain mm. about cbdc how much cash do you have do you carry do you, yeah do you carry any cash anymore no, like, nothing maybe like, i've got a few coins in my car for, yeah. for like what <laughs> pay for parking they always ask about what's what's the you know digital dollar what's the use case what's the use case for cash is what i would say yeah like what are, genuinely what are the use case for cash nowadays and you know People have their strong opinions about cash what we should do with it what we shouldn't be doing with it but you know the only cash use cases i know it you see them in the movies or in the bloody the news, right? Like, mm. and it's usually sus. Yeah, sus business, <laughs> To be honest, right? like, it's about, you know, we won't go in, get into that today, but it's it's interesting. Like, I I don't see a big difference there at the moment in terms of, like, if they want, they can look into your bank accounts anyway. That's what we have today. It's mostly digital tap and go off, you know. So I think there's a lot of work there to to kind of flesh out what those use cases might be and what the benefits will be for, for the end user. Mm. I presume there's benefits around you know how they create new supply and how they monitor it and things like that it's probably where they're going to go with it but you know you got to build out that beneficial case for the end user or the, the retailer essentially to yeah you got to start somewhere so and i think you know australia seemed pretty ahead of the the curve when it comes to to trialing this out so yeah. I'm, I'm all for it and i think you know it's probably only going to serve us better in the long run but yeah definitely a, a lot of questions there in terms they're going to do that token mapping exercise they're supposed to be doing it right now albanese government announced yeah, that, yeah so. i saw that was a big story yeah yeah so they're trying to you know create the framework for regulation essentially which is supposed to happen at the end of the year i mean we're getting pretty close to the end of the year i, I don't know i don't see that yeah happening in time to be honest but we'll see i mean could be could be wrong again um, which is pretty good and, and again mate yeah i mean just it's just down to cash like people just don't have that use case for cash as much as they used to anymore so it's going to be interesting to see i feel like it's going to be hard to phase out though right like i feel like it's, sure. it's always going to have a place and i think that's also the other question is can you get rid of cash yeah. realistically you can't just flick a switch on nah, this thing, like right? how are they going to go through that process yeah. so it's yeah. going to be yeah it's, it's a massive overhaul of a financial system sure. right so Matt, tell me about this gaming project. Yeah, so we've got a few gaming announcements over the course of the week, which is good because I'm a bit of a bit of a gamer nerd myself. Um, so yeah, the creator of uh, PUBG, sorry, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, announced a new blockchain game called Artemis that will have NFTs and a metaverse. So yeah, the reports are sounding pretty ambitious. It's supposed to be like an Earth-sized virtual world uh, populated by content that's made by its players. So so yeah, something to watch. There's no gameplay on on that yet. It's just a kind of early day story, but but definitely one to put on the is radar. That a brand new project. Yeah, brand new project. Yeah, so made by the the owners of PUBG, which are like a open world. It's kind of like a battle royale style kind of shooter game. So yeah, some interesting stuff there from a good developer. 
Creators from uh, popular titles like GTA and Call of Duty have launched a new Web3 gaming studio as well called Random Games. Cool. Um, apparently, they've raised $7.6 million already via seed funding to assist with creating some community-owned new kind of franchise or IP. So, again, something cool. That was cool. my game. Grand Theft Auto was my game. Gran Turismo, Grand Theft Auto, and FIFA. Yeah. Oh, Those mate. three games. I'll have, to play it. I'll have to play it FIFA one day. I'm, uh, I'm pretty, pretty, oh, really? pretty good on the tools, mate. Yeah, I mate. Played, I, I played going. Grant before. He reckoned he was the best. Matt Grant. Matt uh, Grant? Swift oh, okay. He reckoned he was uh, uh, the best FIFA player too. gone in the UK even when he was over there. So oh, that's uh, some big life. That's some big life. <laughs> <laughs> some steady, steady rivalry brewing up here on yeah, the yeah, podcast yeah. live, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we can pull in some of our listeners to play a online FIFA game one day. Anyway, have you Food for thought. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they got a new uh, kind of gaming studio that they're building, which is cool. Like, you know, from those two popular games, GTA and Call of Duty, you can only imagine that um, they're probably going to create something strong there. Apparently, they've also partnered with Polygon too, it's reported. So some pretty interesting news across some big names on that front too. Uh, Epic Games Studio, which is like an online kind of store place for games. Um, they rolled out their first two NFT games, Star Atlas and Blanco's. So I knew what Star Atlas was, and there actually is some uh, some gameplay that's released for that, which is pretty exciting. I was looking at it this morning; it just came out this week. They're on Solana, pretty... aren't they? Um, Solana, um, Star Atlas. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. I thought I thought maybe ETH, but I could be I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it looks pretty pretty amazing. Kind of like third person, kind of space, like out of space galaxy gameplay. Looked pretty pretty interesting. And then Blumkos is like a four guy imitation where it's like you go around, you know, jumping through obstacle courses online with other players. So yeah, two probably of the of the better games I've seen for the most part usually you know blockchain games are pretty yeah. poor when it comes to how they actually operate and run so it's going to be cool to see how successful that and if there is any success from going on you know like an epic games or some kind of a games release platform and it will also be uh, interesting to see if steam which is another like probably one of epic games biggest competitors if they do a 180 on their decision to ban blockchain games altogether because um, they were pretty aggressive at the, at the first stance. And then I think Epic came out and said that they were happy too. So, you know, if there is success there, surely it's only a matter of time before they, mm. you know, potentially think about. They'll be thinking about the uh, commercial. The commercial aspect, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, Sega. Tell me about Sega. Yeah. So Sonic the Hedgehog, this brings me back oh, to man. my heydays yeah, when I was no, like eight online like, on the Sega like Genesis and you had to keep it running. With six, six or seven or eight <laughs> yeah, years yeah, of age yeah, coming yeah, home from school. Yeah. Yeah. You used to have to turn the, the Mega Drive off every now and then because they get too hot. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hole in yeah. the carpet. Yeah. Blowing in the cartridge. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> multi games. Yeah. I miss multi games. Yeah. Had like 10, 12 games into one cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think they were like pirated, though, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I get myself in trouble here. <laughs> yeah. uh, old man. You're eight year old self, man. in trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've announced their blockchain game for a while, but I think that they've finally actually announced what it is. So it's in collaboration with a gaming studio called Double Jump. Tokyo and the game will be based on uh, some of their old IP which is Sengo Kushi Taizen forgive me if I got that wrong but um it's kind of an arcade game that's centered around both uh, physical and digital card collection so it, it only makes sense that they in- incorporate kind of blockchain tech given you know if there is going to be that ownership of those digital collectibles it, it seems to make perfect sense so yeah a, a lot happening this week in-, in gaming which I'm always excited about but yeah we'll see how that kind of unfolds in, in pronunciation of foreign language man I know. You, are all, you are all <laughs> over I, I like that that was pretty good <laughs> I mean I'm not Japanese but I mean that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, I will call one of my mates and, and uh, we'll yeah, we'll do a fact check we'll do a fact check on that <laughs> Made some of the top market movers, so nothing massively standing out, I guess, um, except for I already mentioned XRP and what they were kind of yeah. doing. Some of the ones I just wanted to call out, Uniswap, MakerDAO, and Elrond Gold, kind of, you know, 
assets that everyone, most people will have will have known of, yeah. up kind of thirteen percent in the last seven days. Quant, which um, a lot of other people, that's that's kind of Quant's been around for quite a seems while. Seems have a massive following. Quant, it's almost yeah, like XRP huge level, community. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Fifty percent in the last thirty days, yeah. um, and Polymatch, which is another kind of a, a crowd favorite, with a big community up thirty eight percent in the last thirty days. So, a couple there to follow, I guess, for people. I mean, this this chops and changes pretty quickly. No obvious trends for me to call out, to be honest. But it's it's definitely it's definitely a good one to to keep an eye on and, and just I guess see if if they're back in that top movers for next month and you can try and try and outline something but um yeah now, a couple of other things i wanted to mention these are a couple of glossy ones but i did want to mention kim kardashian was was just fined a report of 1.4 million us dollars by the sec for shilling eat max without disclosure yeah it's been so, going for a while that one yeah across her i mean she's not the first one to yeah, do it true. or get 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 caught out caught up in it i suppose but um yeah across our social media which does you know i don't know what it is it'd be a oh, massive following million, right? tens of millions That's, of followers it needs regulation there or something because yeah. it's just too easy to to spruik a coin to an audience right yeah and if you got getting kickbacks from that like it's well that's it well it's, they reported she got paid 250 grand yeah it's published huge money. Post on instagram right so how much do you get posted instagram out when you a couple of bucks if i'm lucky all right nothing i mean you know yeah, in this environment, you take anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, a couple of kind of high-profile cases. That I think Floyd Mayweather, DJ Khaled, Stephen Se- Stephen Segal is on Seagal, this list. Yeah. What the bloody hell? Anyway, what does what's he doing with crypto? Come on, Stephen, like oh, just yeah. hang it up, mate. Yeah, yeah. You've kicked oh, enough no, people off trains. Do <laughs> don't you don't do the journey through people through windows and set them on fire and things like that. Anyway, that's just another story. I guess the the takeaway here is you know. Take influencers in brackets, not financial advice. Um, financial advice with a grain yeah. of salt. You just got to be very careful about who you're listening to, right? Just listen exactly to me, right. and, me and Jan, and you'll be yeah, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah, no, right. no, I always encourage multiple sources, right? You always want to listen to everyone, get a broad yeah. view. You never want to just yeah. trust someone wholeheartedly yeah. because that's generally when you're going to get wrecked. Yeah. In, in my opinion, anyway. You want you want to you want balance across everything in your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Doesn't matter exactly. if it's. Training, eating food, or bloody yeah. investments. It's got to, it's just, you just want balance. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Matt, Solana, another outage, six hour outage the other day. I mean, it's just, I, I don't have enough fingers to count to Solana I mean, outages, outages in the last have. couple of months now. No. So the price seemed relatively unfazed, though. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it was a small, some small movement. It's actually still up on the 30 day. I just yeah. before. So, yeah, interesting. It's obviously People are down, just getting used to it now. <laughs> down quite a bit from its all time high, obviously, yeah. which oh, is significant. And another one that will probably piss a lot of people off Celsius Network, who obviously stopped the withdrawals. A big case going on with those guys at the moment. Alex Musinski, who's their now former CEO, withdrew 10 million two weeks before they stopped withdrawals, which um, oh, it's incredible. Not, not a good look. Behavior. Yeah, not a good look. And things don't look great there. I mean, this thing is going to just go on for years, I think, in years anyway. But um, yeah, any court case of that scale, generally, it's probably not going to be, yeah. be sold yeah. overnight. And I guess. Right? The, yeah, the message for people listening is just be very, very careful about where you, you know, hold your crypto, where you lend it out, whatever you do with it. It's just not worth taking a risk now for for any percentage, realistically, you know, unless Particularly you... Particularly in the current lose. environment too, right? Yeah. Like in a market downturn, I think that's when you, these risks kind of... Yeah, They exactly. grow. I mean, you should always be careful, but sure. generally, yeah, in, in the current climate, it's... Yeah, it, it's a lot easier to take these kind of risks when the market's pumping and we're seeing all-time highs and yeah. a lot of things like that happening because these businesses are probably okay, but again, probably being the operative word here. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you can never only, be sure. There's only so much you know about them, right? So Absolutely. And uh, we mentioned it already, but MicroStrategy... Micro uh, raising another 500 mil to invest in Bitcoin. I, I always say here, like, just 
keep an eye on what the institutions are doing. Mm. There is a lot more companies now looking at, especially Bitcoin as an investment. The market's down. We all know what's been happening. We know what's happening with the economy. Currencies are falling. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are people looking at now? Are they looking at that scarce asset, that digital gold in Bitcoin? Just something, I guess, food for thought for people mm-hmm. to, to leave them there. And, you know, yes, we may see lower prices. We don't, nobody knows. No one has a crystal ball, but in these types of investments. Yeah, upside, yeah, exactly. Yeah, your risk to reward ratio is just, yeah. you know, it, it's getting to a level now. A lot of people are, are starting to open their eyes to it, you know, and, you know, we're looking for that next phase of investor as well. You know, people have been through, some people have been wrecked and that's just a reality situation, but it's about what happens next, mate. And that's, that's what we're here for. That's why we keep showing up when and speculation and, comes in and covering it. Exactly. Right. But, um, no, I like it. Mate, listen, again, massive, massive thanks for, um, for yourself, Gian, for giving us that kind of fresh perspective from the, through the eyes, I'm going to call this episode, through the eyes of a banker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, banker, the, old, that's banker. the old me. That's the old me. That's yeah, the tainted enough. version of Fair me. enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. been great to on it. I'm always like thankful of the chance to get on here and have a chat with you guys. That's so no, great, man. Great to have, to have you on. And we'll thanks again to our listeners for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to, to unpack the next phase of the journey. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.